Welcome, mamas. Super excited to be sharing with you our very first interview episode. Tonight, I spent some time interviewing four amazing mamas that are going to share some wisdom with you. We've got Casey, our new mom with an eight-month-old. Brooke, our mom who has elementary school kids, Catherine, our teenage mom, and Joan, our mom of adult children. So I hope you are blessed by this episode. It was so much fun to spend a little bit of time with them and just chat mom stuff. So here we go. Hey, mamas. You're listening to the Mom Squad Podcast, a faith-driven show for moms on the merry-go-round of motherhood. I'm Melissa Wheelahan, your host. I'm a mom, educator, entrepreneur, coach, and trainer. I have spent the last 25 years being a mom, and believe me, I have been through it all. The one constant in my journey has definitely been Jesus. So I'm on a mission to help other moms stop feeling overwhelmed, overcommitted, and all alone. I believe that when you center your motherhood journey in your identity in Christ, build community with other moms, and let go of societal norms that can get in the way, you will experience the abundant life that we are promised through Christ's grace and love. If you are ready to get unfiltered, unhinged, and unapologetically authentic, then you have come to the right place. Pull up a seat, grab a cozy blanket, and maybe even a cup of tea, because we are jumping off this merry-go-round with hearts open and hands up. Let's go. Okay, are you guys ready? Super excited about this panel. Here we go. So I'm going to start off and ask each of them to introduce themselves. So we're going to start with Casey. Hi, I'm Casey. I am 37, mom of an eight-month-old. I'm married. I've been with my husband for, we'll be celebrating 10 years together, and we just celebrated our five-year anniversary in January um, last weekend, and I'm a full-time working mother. Um, I work in banking, and then as far as free time, if I have any, I don't know if that exists right now. Mm but we do try to get to the dog park and the beach when we can um, and just kind of enjoying, enjoying the this phase of life with an eight-month-old. Great. Thank you, Casey. And next on our panel, we have Brooke. Hello, I'm Brooke. Um, I have two kids. My son, Donovan, is seven, and my daughter, Gianna, is five and um I've been married to my husband Dave for it'll be 11 years in April and I am almost a full-time working mom um I barely work full-time as a teacher (laughs) and um which is fun because I get to see my kids and what else oh in free time I we like the beach we like Disneyland I love Christmas music and bows, and the color pink. Great, thank you. And then we have Catherine. 
Hi everyone, my name is Catherine. Um, I'm 43. I am actually a single mom um, to two teenagers. Um, my son Zachary is 17. He's a senior in high school, college bound in the fall. And then my daughter Alexis is 14. She's a freshman in high school. And then we have a seven-year-old rescue dog that completes our, our little family. Um, I'm, I am also a full-time working mom. I work at our county office of education. Uh, with our early learning team, and then I teach at two local colleges <clears throat> here in our area. Um, some of my hobbies, I guess, watching Dodger baseball, um, going to the movies, shopping, taking a nap, <laughs> uh, playing with my dog. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Catherine. And Joan. Hi, I'm Joan, married to my husband, Eric, for 40 years. Um, I have two children. My son, Adrian, is 38. And my daughter, Kristen, is 35. I also am a full-time working mom. Um, I'm a preschool director in San Clemente. In my spare time, I like to read, I like to garden, and take my dog Regis for walks. Great, thank you. Okay, so we're gonna start off with the questions. And the first question, I'm gonna hand over to Casey first. How do you balance your mom role with all the other things you have going on? So this is a trick question, right? <laughs> um, I'm learning that as a new mom, but I think for me personally, what I've tried to just give myself um, kind of lower some expectations as to what I'm actually balancing. Um, so I think the biggest thing is just trying to be present with my son, you know, when we're spending time together and not thinking of my to-do list and all of the things I wanna get done. And then really just trying to prioritize the to-do list that I have with things that are really meaningful to me and my family. And all the other stuff that I haven't gotten to, I'm trying to just put a little less um, stress on myself to get it all done. Like, you know, my floors are like never gonna be clean. I've come to <laughs> understand that between a puppy and an eight month old that like, you know, if I clean them once a week, great. Um, if they don't, then it's, everything's going to be okay. So I think stuff like that, just really understand, understanding um, what, what really is important and, and what I'm juggling and, and getting rid of the stuff that's really not that important. Great. Yeah. You're going to learn that fast as a new mom. <laughs> <laughs> the house will not be clean for 18 years. Just hold on. Yep. <laughs> okay, Brooke, how do you balance your mom role and everything else? Um, I also thought this question was quite hard to answer. <laughs> um, but I think just over time, I realized that it's totally okay to ask for help um, when that's possible, especially um with my husband, like, I just think I always have to do all of it all the time or the world just breaks down and that's actually untrue. And so um, asking for help and then not feeling guilty about it because it's okay to ask for help. Um, if it makes you a better mom at the end to hand something off to someone else, I've just learned that that's okay to do. Like it's okay to give yourself permission to hand some things off. Um, also just like prioritizing your yes. I used to be a yes person, um, or I guess I could say I'm a recovering yes person. Like I want to say yes to all the things and um, it's okay to say no. Um, or just say yes to the things that truly, truly mean something to you so that 
um, you can be intentional and present in all the things that you say yes to, especially as a mom, because I want to be there for my kids and be able to do things with them. But I can't do that if I'm saying yes to all the things around me. So balancing kind of what I need to do for myself, what I want to do for the family, you know, and work stuff and just letting go of the things that really just don't matter, like clean floors and that kind of stuff. Yeah, great. Thanks, Brooke. Catherine, mm -hmm. what about you? Um, yeah, this is kind of a, a hard question. My, my situation is a little different too, because I am a single mom, um, which their father's in their lives, but they live with me full time. So it can often feel pretty heavy because it feels like I'm doing everything all the time. I mean, all moms feel that way, but um, <clears throat> they don't have that support in the home, but I do have a good support system, um, family, and then my friends are always offering to help, but family that help with, you know, pick up and drop off um, if I'm working in the evening, which I often am, um, or also making time, making sure that I make time for myself, you know, to spend time with friends. Um, but for the most part, um, they're, because they're teenagers, and I, and I just kind of feel like there's just like this time um, <laughs> limit that I have with them. Like they're not, they're, you know, they're, they're not going to be in my home, you know, um, forever. Like it just kind of feels like it's, it's coming to that point. And so I just, I enjoy spending time with them. So I really prioritize, um, their activities and just like, um, Brooke and Casey were saying, just making sure that I'm, I'm present and then not worrying about all this stuff. My sink is full of dishes all the time and I don't even really care. I, you know, I get to it when I can because I just know that, um, you know, it's every moment with them really um, counts. And so um, I know, and they also, they pull away. So when you're a mom of a, a teenager, like they're, they're pulling away and they want to be alone or they want to spend time with their friends. So you get a lot of that alone time back. So really any opportunity that I have to be with them, I take it. So um, it's, I guess that's why this question was hard for me too, because I balance it, but I do enjoy being with them at this time also. Yeah, thanks Catherine. And Joan? Um, yeah, I agree with all the other moms. This is a tough question. I was never really very good at this uh, when my kids were little, but I learned early on that, um, being that all my family is on the East coast and I was raising, you know, Eric and I were here by ourselves that I really needed a network of friends and, um, you know, and those friends I made when my children were in preschool, I still have friends from those years and I couldn't have had a balance without them just, and that's why I'm so excited about what Melissa is doing because it was those people that would listen to me when I felt I wasn't doing enough or, you know, I was saying no too much or yes too much. Um, so I think it really does take a village and, and I just am so excited that we're all part of this because people really need other people to, be balanced in their life. I really believe that. So I'm still working on it. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> Thanks, Joan. So all the moms listening out there, Kate, no, it is okay to not do everything. Like, like, just like give yourself some grace. Give yourself some grace. Okay. Casey, new mom, have you started any traditions with your beautiful child? So I thought about this and I'm like, what are our traditions at eight months? But I would say, especially now that he's going to home daycare, um, I really struggled in the beginning with, you know, being able to, to 
to let him go and not just be emotionally upset over it. it took me a few weeks and I got my you know self in order but I think with that I just became very intentional about the time that we do have um during the week and so one of the things that I make sure this this phase is that we have like morning cuddles like before he's out the door I'm up early with for like an hour before and just making sure I have some quality time with him and that to, that has really helped me with this phase because I miss him so much and just knowing that like that seeing him first thing in the morning and when he's so bright eyed it's like the best so that's that's kind of our routine I guess at this point that really makes a difference and gets my day kind of started really well great thank you Brooke I know you're gonna have some I'm gonna guess it's gonna be a Christmas tradition but just lay it on us what's the tradition with your children (laughs) ah you ruined the surprise (laughs) um I love traditions. I think because we did them a lot as kids growing up. So it's just really something I looked forward to instilling in my kids when I had them. Um, So yes, one of my favorites is a Christmas tradition. Um, It's when we go get our Christmas tree. And my husband and I started this when we got married. So we go the day after Thanksgiving and we go to Home Depot, we pick out the tree, we pick up Chick-fil-A, and then we bring it home and we decorate it and we eat and we watch a Christmas movie. And Um, all that to say it's super fun because now that my kids are kind of aware like my son Donovan he told all his friends before Thanksgiving break what we were going to do on the day after Thanksgiving with the tree with the Chick-fil-A so it's just special that like it's not that exciting but it's super fun that it means something to them now and I enjoy it because well a lot of reasons but yeah it's fun Chick-fil-A and Christmas trees okay what's better What's better? I mean, no. <laughs> nothing beats Chick Fil A. Okay, Catherine. Uh, mine's Christmas also. Um, in the days, I think we do like seven days or something leading up to Christmas. We open up one gift per night, each of us. Um, we started this when they were little, um, and so that they could kind of enjoy the gift and not be like overwhelmed with a ton of gifts. Um, on and and we and it kind of spreads out Christmas instead of just like one day it's here and then it's done. Um, So, and then we also give each other an ornament every year. And um, I think what's fun about that tradition, number one, is because then our, uh, one of our, it's the kids tree, I let them decorate, has all of the ornaments through the years. And then it's also, it's like whatever they're interested in. So we've got like, you know, Dora, um, Harry Potter, like, you know, all kinds of different ornaments um, just based on what they liked that year. And so, um, yeah or Christmas traditions. (laughs) That's great. I had a Christmas tree for my kids too, just because I didn't want the ornaments on my nice tree. (laughs) I had control issues. (laughs) Exactly. I have my own tree. (laughs) They have their tree. (laughs) Great. Okay, Joan, what traditions do you have with your kids? So our traditions were like the others around holidays as well. And of course, now that my kids are long since uh, gone from living at home, I try and keep, I send them a box every holiday. So I got to get going on my Valentine's box and they laugh. But one year the Easter box got lost to my oldest, Adrian. And he was just like, oh my gosh, where's my Easter eggs? And he's like 35. So that's just something I keep up, just making the holidays fun and sending them a holiday package. Great. Awesome. I love traditions. Traditions are are always fun. We do the Christmas pickle. That's our tradition is hiding that Christmas pickle and they get a dollar if they find it. 
So, okay, here we go. Casey, with, I know you've got this little one. I, he's so cute too. And um, how do you, how are you fostering a love for Jesus with your baby? So good question. <laughs> I would say I didn't really think about this as a baby, but one thing that, that he's around that I do is I listen to a lot of Christian music. So he's getting that in the morning. Um, and I think, you know, look, thinking about this kind of as he gets a little older, I think just modeling the, the, the things that I want him to see and behave and really just center around our faith, I think is the best thing. I mean, obviously talking about it and exposing him to um, things are all going to be part of it, but just trying to model it in our home, I think is what I want that I hope to do. Um, but for now it's more of bedtime stories that we have prayer books and things like that, which of course he's not totally fully understanding. He just looks like the pictures, but, um, for now it's music and, and books, I would say. He's getting his praise on in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Brooke, how are you fostering a love for Jesus with your children? Um, trying to kind of piggybacking on what Casey said, I just think the easiest way for us to do that is just set an example. So um, we try to make sure we're praying and doing worshiping and going to church together, but doing all these things with and in front of the kids so that they see, you know, what we're doing and, and just creating an open space to ask questions or even just discuss things involving Jesus or our faith or you know, even like little questions, is our fish going to heaven? Like, you know, just keeping kind of the dialogue open for them and just um, also loving others like Jesus and in our generosity and how we treat people so that, you know, they know that's just sort of like part of their character in everyday life. Great. Thank you. Catherine. Um, yeah, very similar to um, Brooke and Casey, but I was thinking about my kids and um, being teenagers, this is a time when they really are figuring out who they are, right? Um, and um, just recently, last year, they both chose to get baptized, which was awesome, um, but leading by example, and I think this one is just hitting me differently as teenagers, just because I know that they're watching everything. I mean, they are when they're little, but the, you know, they're, they're, this, they're, they're just, they're trying to figure out who they are. And so um, they went to youth camp this past weekend. And then the message that they had there was suffering is inevitable, but misery is a choice. That's, that's kind of their, their message. And so I was praying this morning and really reflecting on, on this and just praying that I um, am a good role model to them of what it means to love Jesus. Um, and then just when they're faced with those challenges or the, the suffering or struggles, um, and I was praying and just praying, saying that I hope that one day they can look back and they can see that I handled um, the divorce from their father. Like I chose to love them enough to just show grace and kindness and handle it with grace and kindness and not let that define us as a family. Um, so I just, it's just, it, it's, it feels really, um, uh, important right now as they're as they're teenagers to to show them how to handle situations you know that they might they might come across so yeah especially because you're at the age where they're starting to date 
and spoken to more. That's a whole other podcast episode. That's a whole other podcast that I would love for you to interview me for. Um, <laughs> I've got some insight there, but but yes, that's that's absolutely right. Just making yeah. sure that I'm present and having those conversations with them. Um, you can be real like you're not going to say to your five-year-old you know suffering is inevitable but you know you can talk to your teenager about and say hey this is how we're going to handle it so yeah. yeah great thank you joan what about you so my children when they were young grew up in the church lots of time at church and now uh, being young adults we try and model as well and a lot of that is done over the telephone you know we share with them if we heard a good sermon. Um, my husband, Eric, plays uh, in a lot of different churches uh, in the band. Um, and then I'm just trying to be an intentional when I will say to them, if they're going through something that I'm praying for you, or um, just using words like that, not being afraid to, because, you know, they're at the age where they maybe believe different things, but I know those seeds are there. So just trying to be intentional about that, or even saying words like, oh, you were really blessed today. That happened. So I just do things like that while I'm talking to them. Great, thank you. Okay, we have a couple more questions. Casey, what is one character trait you hope you will instill in your child? Um, I think the biggest one for me is compassion and kindness. I think there's a lot of great traits, but I think that just being the core, like, fundamentally that they treat others that way um and 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 for themselves I think we talk a lot about kindness towards others but also having compassion for themselves I think is important great thank you Brooke um I um would like to instill empathy and compassion for others also. I just think number one, the world right now needs a lot of that. And um, it's just something that I value in myself and in others. Um, I just want them to care and love on others. Deeply. Yeah. Deeply. yeah. Catherine. Yeah, empathy was also mine. Um, <laughs> but I just believe that um, if they are able to see others' perspectives and then understand other situations or how, how they might be feeling, um, kindness and forgiveness and grace, all of that um, kind of follows. So if you kind of start <laughs> with that, that one character trait, I kind of feel like a lot of the other um, things that we want to instill in our children kind of follow. Great. <clears throat> and Joan. My word was also compassion. Um, and so with the oldest children here, you know, I'm just so happy to hear all of you other moms use that word because that is what the world needs. And I think that's a great goal to have for your children. And, um, you know, and I'm on the other side of motherhood of some of you. So I've really gotten to see um, how my kids have developed into young adults and they both have careers that they need so much compassion for other people and that makes me really proud so you know hang in there and keep uh, promoting that it's wonderful great okay so I'm going to go backwards this way so we're going to start with Joan on this one so ah. Joan, yeah what is one important lesson that you've learned that you can pass down to the moms here on the panel as they come into your stage? Um, I've learned that I spent too much time worrying about 
everything and anything that I could worry about mm -hmm. and that I should have just um, trusted my kids more, trusted God more, just trusted the process more um, and just enjoyed every moment more than maybe I did because I let my worry get in the way. Um, so that would be my advice. Okay, Catherine. Pass um, out of these lovely moms. <laughs> I think that um, parenting teenagers gets a bad rap. <laughs> um, but when your children do become that age, like you'll, it's just dichotomous because you want them, you're so excited to see them grow up and, you, you know, um, and all of the amazing things they're going to do. But then um, you just, they're still your babies, you know, and so you'll feel a shift like in your life and in your relationship. And, and it kind of feels like, um, your identity is changing a little bit as a mom and, and kind of coming to an end at least for me it feels you know a little bittersweet that way with my son you know going to college like I'm so excited for him and, and he's amazing but it's you know um he's still my my baby so I, I had read something one time that said we only have 18 summers with our children um before they become adults and that was like just so profound to me because I mean we always have our summers as long as we have our children but um, in your home. And, and so 18 doesn't seem like a lot at all. And then another thing I read was, you know, the days are long and the years are short and that's just so true. So it feels like, you know, a lot during the day, but it goes by so fast. So with your teenagers, um, because when they leave their shoes in the kitchen or have a million water bottles in their room or want to roll their eyes at you or whatever, just know that just because, you know, they're pulling away uh, doesn't mean that that's that they, that they love you any less. And so just love them at their worst and forgive them um, when they don't say the, the, the right thing or, 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 or do the right thing. And then just trust that God is watching over them as they're figuring out where they fit in this world and just trust that he will help them figure that out. And then, and then hopefully they, they, they come back. So it's kind of a little bit of like letting go, but um, you know, and no, and just, hoping that you you did enough <laughs> for them um you know to uh become you know good kind adults so. <clears throat> okay brooke what advice you hand it um, down to moms yeah um i one of the biggest lessons i feel like that's been handed down to me in both momming and teaching is that um, every day we're doing the best we can with what we have in those moments. And we're super lucky that tomorrow is a new day that holds new mercies and nothing is going to ruin anyone. One day of bad or hard is not going to ruin anyone, but also those moments of hard are good to teach kids about forgiveness and it's okay to say, I'm sorry that it's been a bad day. Like I really try to work on that when I lose my cool with my kids to say like, Hey, it was a hard day and I'm sorry, but we're going to start over tomorrow. Um, and another really cool thing that's been passed down to me that I love is um, just affirmations for kids also as a parent. But um, I learned at a women's group, the pastor shared that every night she would go into her kids' bedrooms and just kind of pray an affirmation over them. Like, I think you're doing so well, or I love the way you do that, or all those things. And I don't always do that, but on really hard days when, you know, that guilt creeps in, like they're asleep and everything's quiet and you're like, shoot, I wish I would have done this better. I just try to turn that into going in their bedrooms and just saying like, it's going to be a great day tomorrow. I love you. I love how much you've done this or you've grown just because it resets 
my heart too. And I hope that it, you know, keeps their slumber peaceful during that time. And we can all start again tomorrow. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Wait, Casey, what advice do you have for new moms getting ready to have that baby? I feel like I'm like not qualified to be giving much advice being a new mom, <laughs> but I will just say that, you know, that nothing goes according to plan. And I had to embrace that. Even though people tell you that you really just have to really get comfortable with that. But I would say one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in these are, you know, first handful of months is getting really comfortable. I think Brooke, you mentioned it already is asking for help. <laughs> and I had a really hard time, even with like simple things like you know, my husband offering to let me nap. And I just felt like, well, no, like I, I can do it. Or I don't want to hand something off because that made me somehow less competent mom or whatever. And I've learned that sleep is critical. <laughs> and if there's an opportunity and someone's willing to help so that you can take a nap, it's in the best interest of everybody. So <laughs> uh, that's a huge, huge, huge one for me. Okay. So I asked all of you guys to come up with a Bible verse that either was for motherhood or your journey or just something that inspired you as a mom. So I'm going to have you share those. And then we're actually going to close with something you didn't know was going to happen. And we're going to do a lightning round. Oh <laughs> so I, <laughs> they're, they're rolling their eyes. Uh -oh. You can't see that because <laughs> you're all listening. But first, we're going to do the Bible verses. And then we're going to close with a really fun lightning round. So uh, Joan, you want to share your verse? verse First, sure. My verse is from Isaiah chapter 41. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not be, be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Great. I love that one. Brooke, want to share yours? Sure. Uh, mine is Philippians 2, verse 3 and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Ooh, I like that one. Catherine. Oh, mine was going to be um, the one that Joan said, but I do have backup because I couldn't decide. <laughs> um, this one um, is Proverbs 31, 25. So she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future, just thinking about being a good role model like we talked about earlier. <clears throat> Thank you. And Casey? Um, for we live by faith, not by sight. Second Corinthians 5 to 7. Great. Thank you. Those are great verses. I think it's always important to have something in your pocket that you know. Okay, you guys ready for the lightning round? This is super no. fun. No. They're not very excited. There's, there's, there's like three things or four things. There's not that many. Okay, we're going to go in order. So like, so no, so Casey's first, then Brooke, then Catherine, then Joan. So like, keep your order. Are you ready? Yeah. Lightning round. First okay. thing that comes to your head. Okay, Casey or this is the one, ready? Describe your child in one word. Hilarious. Brooke. Um, well, I have two, so one for each. <laughs> one word. Well, um, um, yeah, um, fun. <laughs> Catherine. Mm, funny. Joan. Unique. Unique, okay, ready? 
Takeout or cook at home? Casey. Takeout. Brooke. <sighs> Takeout. Catherine. Takeout, definitely. No. I like to cook at home. I have too many allergies. <laughs> okay, ready? Yoga pants or sweats? Casey. Yoga pants. Brooke. Sweats. Catherine. Yoga pants. Joan. Sweats. Sweats. <laughs> Chick-fil-A or in and out? Casey. Oh, gosh. Chick-fil-A. Brooke. It doesn't have to be Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tie. I can't choose. Both. <laughs> Catherine. Chick-fil-A. Joan? Except not on the same day. Separately. Yeah. But both. Uh, in and out. In and out. Okay. Sports or shopping? Casey. Shopping. Brooke. Uh, shopping. <laughs> Catherine. Uh, watching my kid play sports, but shopping. <laughs> shopping. Okay. Favorite family hobby? Casey. Oh, boy. Uh, Going to the beach. Okay. Brooke? Going to the pool or the beach. Okay. Catherine? Going to the movies. Movies. Joan? Traveling. Together. Traveling. Okay. Last one. Would you like to be called mom or mommy? Casey? Mama. Mama. Okay. <laughs> Brooke? Mommy. Mommy. Catherine? Um, my kids call me mama. Okay. <laughs> mom mom great that was awesome thank you for partaking in my lightning round you guys those were hard melissa those were hard <laughs> why are you doing that those were fun those were you fun. got me nervous <laughs> i know <laughs> wasn't anything bad no okay thank you guys for participating this has been super fun i'm glad that you guys were here I hope that you enjoyed that. It was a blast getting to spend some time with those amazing women. So until next time, hands up and hearts open. Hey mamas, did you love that episode? If so, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. I love hearing about what resonated with you and how you're going to show up in the world as a God-centered mom. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Mom Squad and join our Mom Squad Facebook group, linked in the show notes. Lastly, feel free to share this episode with other moms who need to hear this message. And don't forget to tag me on your social media platforms at melissa.wheelahan. Till next time, God bless.